Let's do it, guys. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah! You ready? All right, ready? What am I hearing? I am back and better than ever. Hey, we're back. All right, listen for it in three. Awesome. Two. This I love. One. Pow! Broadcasting from coast to coast and around the world. Welcome to the revolution with Jim and Chad. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Whitetail's in the woods. Man, we love them racks so tall. And we chase them in the fall when our wives are at the mall. And we cook them up in gravy. They will make your base a tasty. Grab a stool and dig right in. The show's coming on. It's about to begin. Whitetail hoedown. Like a whitetail cowboy. Is that a little Neil Diamond? Is that who that is? Uh, Clint Campbell. I'm a rhinestone cowboy. Oh, my God. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. That was so good. All right, so Whitetail Management Spring Habitat Strategies on this week's show. I'm so pumped about this. We're actually going to be joined by a Gordon Whittington. He's the editor-in-chief, North American Whitetail, plus a charter team member uh, and regular contributor to North American Whitetail TV on Sportsman Channel Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, he's going to be focusing on uh, artificial water sources for wildlife. Yeah, and help to enhance the herd. And how Jimbo and I cannot get EHD. That's right. <laughs> it's going to be fabulous. I do have blue tongue. <laughs> you got a little bit of everything. Uh, then Matt Jury, he is the co-host Jury's 13. We did a two-parter with him. Yeah, and the all-new series coming in July to Outdoor Channel, Critical Mass. He co-hosts that with Taylor. You know, think about this, guys. Uh, in July, kicking off Jury's 13, plus Critical Mass, this new series, and Bo Madness. That's going to be an awesome month for great programming on Outdoor Channel. Finally, we're going to wrap it up as we talk whitetail management uh, with Steve Nessel. He is Yamaha's ATV inside side group marketing manager he's going to be telling us how their atvs and side-by-sides can help us in our habitat projects and daily pursuits making food plots that's right mrs bonnie what are you going to talk about uh management to uh, deter fawn predation jimbo you eating fawns are you talking about coyotes <laughs> we're talking coyotes boys all right, all right so mrs bonnie here she is and she's brought to you by deck <laughs> so why does everyone call mrs bunny foul-mouthed because she eats lots of duck. Bunny stinks! <laughs> no? Get off the stage! Anyone? Mrs. Bunny and her hands-on whitetail focus is brought to you by Decked Truck and Van Storage Systems. Visit them at decked.com. Okay, if you haven't already seen it at jimandtrav.com, Trav has a blog out last week about coyote hunting during the spring and summer months when everybody else may not necessarily think to do it. They only do it more wintertime, but how it's important. Uh, in that, you cite a reference that says up to 80% of a coyote's diet in certain areas can be fawns. So oh, that's, yeah. like, that's a lot, you know? So fawn mortality is going to happen, but what can you do to prevent whitetail fawn predation specifically? There's been a lot of researchers that have done uh, studies and looked at this, and um, they've been looking at the impact of not only coyotes, but also other predators um, uh, gobbling up fawns at an alarming rate, as are black bears, mind you. Um, in one study in South Carolina, they captured and monitored 60 newborn fawns. Oh, wow. Coyotes killed over 50% of them before fall. No way. They are particularly vulnerable immediately after birth, with 60% of the kills occurring within the first three weeks of life. Oh, man, that's tough. When they are born, they... The, mom and the fawn move from the birth site and the fawn stays within 100 yards of their mom uh, for predation reasons. They stay apart. Uh, even twins, when they drop them, when the mom drops twins at birth, she puts them, she stashes them in two different locations to try to lessen the impact of predation. Either way, they're still very vulnerable in that area. 
Uh, a study in Georgia found that 70, it took 78 does to recruit two fawns because they were so predator-rich in that area. Once the predators were removed, it only took three does to recruit two fawns in the fall herd. So that being said, predators play a huge role in your area, and you need to be mindful, and you need to be aware of what kind of predator impact you have in your area, and you need to manage appropriately. Um, uh, in Pennsylvania, forest areas that are mature, bears are as effective as coyotes as fawn predators. So most experts agree that the best way to combat this is to have good fawning cover. So we're talking weed fields, dense brush, native grasses, leaving all that stuff, re- or resisting the urge to go mow all this crap down. You know, it may look unsightly. So like Jimbo wants to go out and make the pasture look like <laughs> his yard. That's not a it good may, idea. Right. It may look unsightly, but it creates a lot of good habitat. We're not only really talking for ground nesting birds, but also for fawns. And so leaving these things because when it is taller it makes it more difficult for predators to sense where these smells are coming from and it interferes or interrupts their sensing conditions so uh, also a short breeding season also concentrates the fawn drop and that overwhelms predators with targets so if all the does are bred within a short amount of time they all drop within a short amount of time the predators cannot eat nearly as many because they mature as they mature quickly you know uh, they're not as small there's not as many of them well obviously you know I mean bears bobcats coyotes, the list goes on. They all have a place, but you don't have to include yourself in this. It's really okay. (laughs) Um, They all have their place in the ecosystem. You have to balance balance everything out. I'm just an innocent child here. Uh, No, they all have their place, but the thing is they need to be managed just as the elk populations need to be managed. The deer populations need to be managed. Well, I think that's the takeaway is that this isn't just about deer management. Deer management is on a much larger scale and you have to look at other factors as well. ground nesting birds. I mean, we have a huge feral cat issue in America that nobody but me wants to talk about. (laughs) I'm sorry, but those those little ditch lepers, they're wreaking havoc on ground nesting birds. State agencies do their job in the way that they set the quota the bag limit of deer per state per county whatever they do a great job right however that a lot of times doesn't take into play or the public isn't educated as much because they're not the the whitetail is like the one of the most sought after um, game species across the united states however not everybody has a big interest in predators as much because they're not they're not the food for the freezer. They're not the sport animal, whatever. However, the fact that you need to manage them is not um, broadcasted as widely and, and as loudly as it could be, I think, by probably state in- agencies and others as well, because this plays a crucial role in whitetail management as a whole. Well, I, how many times I've heard guys say, and I know you, you have too, Jimbo, they're like, no, it comes to a certain point of the year. We don't want to hunt them because we want to have a good crop for next year hunting. I'm sorry, boys and girls, you can hunt them all day long and there's still going to be a good crop next year. Coyotes, they rebound. They just do. Exactly. They're like rabbits. Um, yeah, they don't have one in a litter. Well, they can produce up to 10 or 12 if they have to. Yeah, absolutely. I swear to can. God, they all do, too. Yeah, I know. And they're, yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's they're right the outside truth. my window at night. They right. are. So, Mrs. Bunny, is that it? Yeah. All right, so what we need to do is we need to take an overall look uh, at the wildlife in our area and quite possibly uh, the predators that are wreaking havoc on them. Right. And see it. how we can address them. Yeah, and then, then them out. develop a plan from there. That's right. Exactly. All right, Mrs. Bunny, is that it? That's it, guys. All right, don't go anywhere. Come up next, boys and girls. We we have who? Gordon Whittington. Gordon Whittington. He is the editor-in-chief, North American Whitetail, and charter team member and regular contributor uh, to North American Whitetail TV on Sportsman Channel. And that is Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, he's going to be talking about, again, artificial water sources. Uh, this has been brought to you, though, by Deck Truck Advanced Storage Systems. Hop online, check them out, deck.com. Mrs. Bunny, thank you. You betcha, guys. We'll return right after this with Gordon Whittington. He's Big Pimpin'. Stick around. 
Gordon Whittington. I do know friends like in Wyoming that have started using these artificial water sources and pulling them up away from the bottomland areas. So deer will come up out of those damper areas to water and get away from the mud. And they say we've had very, very good luck avoiding EHD, whether that's the reason for it. It's hard to say, obviously, but they seem happy with that decision. You listen to the interviews the first time on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now check out the archives at JimandTrav.com from the best pros in the industry. Stay tuned. The Revolution will continue next. Never fear. The Beards are here. Now every weeknight at a new time. 6 Eastern. That's a party for years. Louisiana's first family. You're going to have so much fun. Living the American dream. Being a wealthy redneck does have its advantages. A full hour of Duck Dynasty. Now weeknights at 6. Mission accomplished. You know, Trav, there's nothing worse than a junk show in the bed of your truck, which is why we're so fired up about deck. That's right, man. Keep the junk in your trunk, not in your truck. All right, so deck truck bed storage systems, man, they give you two full bed link drawers for storing and organizing your tools, your guns, gear, ammo, camo, you name it, Jimbo, deck can store it. And deck has a 2,000-pound load rating and can hold up to 200 pounds of tools, gear, and other stuff per drawer. You know, deck is also weatherproof and secure. Now, you said it, Jimbo, and with deck you get storage and organization and you can still use your truck bed like well a truck yeah. decked it's 100 made in the usa so check them out at deck.com that's d-e-c-k-e-d.com i spy a black pickup truck oh come on how about something a little easier okay i spy error free forms fast atf processing a 90-day money-back guarantee and the largest inventory in the industry hmm i spy powered by That's right. With over 300 powered by silencer shop retailers nationwide, there's always one close by. Is that easy enough for you? (laughs) Ha! Almost too easy. Demand powered by. Shop our industry-leading inventory at silencershop.com. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. This week, we're talking whitetail management and spring habitat strategies. So far, so good. Now, here's Gordon Whittington, editor-in-chief of North American Whitetail and charter team member and regular contributor to North American Whitetail TV on Sportsman Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's Jim and Trav. Hey, we're back. We're talking whitetail management, spring habitat strategies. And before the break, we had Mrs. Bunny on. She was talking about curtailing fawn predation. She did. You need to quit killing all those fawns. I like them. Blaming it on the coyotes, That's Jimbo. It. All right, so we're just now being joined by Mr. Gordon Whittington. He is the editor-in-chief of a North American Whitetail, also a charter team member and regular contributor uh, to North American Whitetail TV on Sportsman Channel. That is every single Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. This man doesn't have a beard, Jimbo. He grows velvet on his He does. That would be weird. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, no, we just watched a great video before the show. With uh, you and James Kroll. Yeah, and you were talking about creating supplemental uh, water sources uh, and how this is such a vital resource that so many outdoorsmen and women have overlooked in regards to conservation habitat projects. But this is really something that we should try to tap into, isn't it? Exactly. And and I think me growing up in central Texas where there's a drought right now and, you know, the water holes are getting low. And I grew up thinking about water as being an, a necessary element for whitetails because we had so little of it. And yet, you know, deer have to drink somewhere. But so many people have started to discover that even in the Midwest and the East and the Southeast that, you know, deer still have a water 
pattern, if you will, and it's year-round, and, you know, they must consume it, and thus they must go where it is, and sometimes that's a very limited resource. And so a lot of people are starting to figure out that this is actually not only a good management uh, tool, but can even be a huntable pattern. Yeah, now the thing is, with a, with a water hole, now, you know, we see water standing around, but are deer, do they have certain habits? They go back every day to the very same spot, or do they kind of move around? Well, deer are going to utilize water where they find it within their home range, and obviously some places are much more comfortable for a deer to drink at. Uh, deer do not tend to like running water, swiftly running water. I mean, it's the classic postcard painting, you know, of the great buck standing on the rock ledge in front of the big waterfall and, you know, flowers blooming and all that stuff. But, I mean, deer, deer tend to stay away as best they can from noisy environments. And a deer's hearing is so sensitive that I think there's a lot of, if you will, white noise almost from water trickling and flowing and and going over rocks and logs and stuff. And I, I just, deer, and plus the motion of the water probably is disturbing to deer as well because it interferes with their ability peripherally and otherwise with their vision to pick up motion that could be a threat. And if you have some water noise also covering that, I believe they, they would prefer to be out in a place that just doesn't have all that disturbance going on. And, and also I've heard people say, look, I've seen deer wade a crystal clear running river to go over here and drink out of a pond look like mm. a mud hole. And why is that? Well, sometimes there's minerals and there's other things in that water, I believe, that we don't even know about, but deer instinctively look for and the uh, same way they do a mineral lick or something like that. All right, so we're being schooled by Mr. Gordon Whittington. He is the editor-in-chief of uh, North America Whitetail, also a charter team member and regular contributor uh, to North America Whitetail TV on Sportsman Channel Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Um, now, you have talked before and also, once again, in this video about using an artificial water source. And, and especially these are really nice because it helps reduce the spread of EHD, which obviously has been, you know, negatively affecting devastating large portions of the United States for a long time. Now, tell us about these artificial water sources and the benefits of them. So you're just looking for a practical way to get it out there. And if you live on a piece of property and the water hole is 200 yards from your back door and you can run back and forth all the time, I guess you could theoretically buy enough water hoses to keep the water going. <laughs> yeah. But for, but for most people, you know, especially if you're an absentee landowner or hunting club guy and you're not, you're only on the property occasionally, but yet you want the water source to be more stable and, and dependable for the deer and the, and the other wildlife, then things like that bank's watering system, uh, these wild water systems, some of these other things that you see out there, they, they really are designed to be kind of self-sustaining. You fill them up, you know, and they kind of gravity-fed with a vacuum sort of a system built into them, and they just keep trickling water out as needed. And not huge amounts of water, I mean, but a deer doesn't need a huge flow. A deer just needs it, again, you know, a little bit here and a little bit there, and it's going to vary with time of day, you know, time of year, conditions, et cetera, et cetera. But you just want the deer to feel like, hey, I know I can go there and 
that's a dependable place to get water. Yeah, all right. So that man you are listening to is Mr. Gordon Winnington. He is the editor-in-chief of North American Whitetail uh, Magazine. Now, your June issue that is coming out, it's focusing primarily on management and the use of trail cameras in a particular article, correct? Yes, we actually have a special section on trail cameras, which we've never done before. But to be honest with you, we kind of felt like it made sense because this is the time of year people are starting to get their cameras out. And, you know, as, as bucks start to grow their antlers, people start to... You know, they they want to keep up with that and try to identify certain deer and find bucks and all that. So trail cameras are just obviously the natural part of all that process. And they do go hand in hand with either water sources, uh, you know, mock scrapes, uh, bait stations, all sorts of places where you can actually get deer to reliably come and stand in front of a camera. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Gordon Whittington. Of course, uh, we've been talking whitetail management, spring habitat strategies. Exactly. He is the editor-in-chief, North American Whitetail. Now, if we don't have a subscription, which that would make us so silly, Mr. Gordon, what do we have to head to online to sign up? And, and what does it cost for a subscription? Well, I believe right now we're doing a $10 a year special uh, through the website, which is NorthAmericanWhitetail.com. Oh, wow. But we do have a lot of faithful readers and, and obviously viewers of the TV show and users of the website. So we just encourage everybody, uh, number one, to get involved more with uh, recruiting hunters, managing land, you know, doing the right thing for hunting, and uh, we're all in it together. You bet. Hey, that was Gordon Whittington. And, of course, coming up next is Matt Drury. That's right, Matt Drury. you got to hop on outdoors. Door Channel in July. It's going to be so exciting. Jury's 13 plus Critical Mass, an all-new show is coming, and Bo Madness is returning as well. Uh, this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Once again, we were just joined by Mr. Gordon Winnington, the editor-in-chief, North American Whitetail, also a charter team member and regular contributor uh, to North American Whitetail TV on Sportsman Channel, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Gordon, you are so awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming on. On, buddy. We appreciate you guys. Have a great season. Dear Meat, we heart shape you. Hey, Venison, we love you, love you so. Hey, Venison, don't you know we love you? Oh, Venison, we love you, love you so. There's a place where you can get all your outdoor information, read articles, check out cool blogs, listen to show archives, recipes, get the best expert advice from our hunting and fishing professionals, and you can even interact with us. Log on to JimandTrav.com right now to join the revolution, and Jim and Trav will be right back. Fish stories. Sometimes they're true. One man is determined to travel the country in search of the large mouth of legends. I've been told that there's been an 18-plus pounder. I don't know if it's an alligator or a giant fish out here. Every cast of my anxiety is just through the roof. I see it getting close. It's got it. Dang, it's a big one. Aunt Defoe is on the hunt for monster bass. Monday, 7.30 p.m., only on Outdoor Channel. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. 
Introducing the ultimate midsize utility ATV, the all-new Yamaha Kodiak 450. The Kodiak 450 offers class-leading comfort and proven off-road capability with its durable Ultramatic automatic transmission, on-command four-wheel drive, plus optional electric power steering. Starting at just $59.99, see the new Kodiak 450 today at YamahaMotorsports.com. MSRP subject to change. ATVs are recommended for use only by riders age 16 and older. Yamaha recommends an approved training course. See your dealer or call 1-800-887-2887. ATVs can be hazardous to operate. The revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air and online at JimandTrav.com. Talking about whitetail management and spring habitat strategies this week. Now, a two-part interview with Matt Drury, co-host of Drury's 13 and Critical Mass, coming soon to Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings, Cabela's, and Silencer Shop. This is part one. Hey, this is Revolution, and we're talking whitetail management, spring habitat strategies. Before the break, we had old Gordon Winnington on. What a great guy. And he was talking about actually putting together uh, water systems for not only swimming, but for wildlife. Yes, <laughs> yes. Amazing. But our next guest, holy cow, he's amazing. He's talented. It's Matt Drury. He's the co-host uh, Drury 13 plus the all-new Critical Mass alongside Taylor Drury uh, that is coming to Outdoor Channel in the third quarter. That is in July. So check this out, Jimbo. In July, not only all-new season of Drury 13, but also Bo Madness and this new Critical Mass. Going to be a great month of Outdoor Television. Television there on Outdoor Channel. Uh, so, Mr. Matt, anyways, welcome to the show. But, you know, we were telling you during the break, we watched two fabulous episodes of uh, DOD TV uh, where you guys were actually focusing on one episode was Mark's like 120 acre, very heavy wooded lot where he bulldozed in two plots. One was about an acre and a half and the other one was like three acres. And he put in a pond, did a tremendous amount of work. And then conversely, your dad's like 240 acres uh, where there is some nice timber stands, but like right in the center, there's like this huge wide open expanse of like 50 to 60 acres and where he had to put a lot of layers in it and cover uh, for it to actually be beneficial to wildlife and for hunting. But it was amazing how in-depth you guys were in these two episodes of DOD TV and, and how much we gleaned from it, man. It was just phenomenal. Yeah, so their approach is always, it's very similar. Both guys, I mean, they, it's funny because their personalities, they are truly yin and yang. But when it comes to whitetails, They've pretty much got one outlook on it, and it's not really rocket science. You, if you got food, <laughs> you got cover, you got water, you're, you're going to hold deer. And so when you got, like in Mark's case, where he had the cover, he had water, he needed food. So, you know, you plant some food plots in there, and he, he always likes to have one big destination food source, and then you kind of have those hidey hole food plots, and uh, the, the deer, they'll come, they'll show up. And, you know, if you got an area where there's a lot of ag ground around you, you know, once that stuff gets taken out in the summer months, I mean, you know, or late summer, uh, early fall, the, the deer, they're going to find a food source. So you plant it. It's the old saying, plant it and they'll, they'll come. It's true. So um, in Dad's case, um, he had good cover. He needed – it was really – there's this bottom. It's probably about 55, 60 acres. It's a, it's a huge bottom. And I think the previous owner had it in CRP. And it's one of those deals where if you wanted to, you could take a dozer in there and really clean it up because it, it kind of got grown up when they took it out of the CRP program. But dad style, he'd rather leave it gnarly. He wants thick bedding cover. He wants, you know, good thermal bedding. He wants the deer to stay in there, feel comfortable. Uh, for both Mark and Terry, it's about not getting in there and being too intrusive. So the deer kind of have a safe haven. And uh, so for him, 
he put in a couple small food plots. I think he planted, I don't know how many, a few acres of beans down there in this bottom field. He erected a, a muddy bull blind right in the middle of it. Yeah. And uh, I know we had a guy in there this year. He killed a nice, you know, 140, 145-inch uh, deer in there, and it's a haven for turkeys. They On opening day, he killed uh, two, him and his camera guy doubled on opening day. Oh, wow. Farm out of the same, all out of that same uh, box blind that's in the middle of this bottom. So obviously it's in a good spot, but uh, yeah, it's just about trying to take what you got and making it better. Okay. That, that's their basic philosophy. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's take it back a few steps. Now, when they're out there and they're looking at different uh, acreage to purchase, what are some of the things that they look for? I mean, are they allowed to maybe set up trail cams or something like that? to check and see what type of populations are there? Well, it depends on, you know, who you're dealing with or the uh, the current owner when they're, you know, you just you just never know. But what they usually look for when they're about to buy a piece is they'll go walk it and they look for sign. It it they go back to what, you know, hunters have relied on for Eons. Years and years and years and years. It's instinct and it's, it's sign. And, yeah. you know, I think it kind of gets lost on the, the newer generation of hunters, myself included, because we've gotten lucky and can grow up with trail cameras <laughs> and, and the ability to put them out, put them out and, and yeah. you know, figure out what you got there. Well, you know, they're looking for tracks. They're looking for rubs, trails, scrapes. You know, if you get lucky and, and walk a, a piece and find a shed, hey, that's even better, you know. But that's what they're looking for. And I know that both of them like to walk a piece. Uh, usually right after the season's over. So, you know, that January, February, uh, March time frame before it greens up, you can see a lot about a place. You can really figure it out and see where the sign is. And they've been doing it so long, um, they kind of got it down pat by this point. All right, so we're hanging out and talking whitetail management with Mr. Matt Drury, uh, co-host Drury's 13. Plus, you got to check it out. All new coming in July on Outdoor Channel, Critical Mass. Plus, returning is Bo Madness. One thing you guys mention, though, all the time is food plot architecture. And I love how you guys, especially in, in DOD TV there, you really focus on just don't jump in head over heels. Put some time, put some thought, put some effort into what you're going to do. Look at, like you said, the age structure. Is it because there is no hunting pressure? Is it because neighbors, the community has a management practice that they follow? Get soil samples. There's a lot of things we need to do before we ever start planning a food plot, putting in a water source. And this is something that the juries as a whole focuses on all the time. Yeah, so those guys, they'll go in and, I mean, they're taking soil samples and, and the, you know, whether they need to add lime or fertilizer, whatever the case may be, they're, they're making sure the dirt is good, uh, good to go before they ever start planting. And then, you know, like right now, you know, realistically, if they got clover plots, you know, they're, they're mowing them or they're spraying them for weeds right now and, uh, just making sure all that stuff's prepped. You might be putting a little bit of fertilizer on what you already have there. Uh, yeah, there's always something that they're up to, and there's always something you can be doing. You can be planting uh, bedding cover type grasses, warm season grasses. You can be planting that type of stuff here in May um, in, in the Midwest, in the North. So there's there's always something to be working on on a farm, and <laughs> they're always doing something. I know yesterday, Dad was on the tractor by, uh, he was down home in St. Genevieve area. 
and he drove four hours to his farm. He was there by 8 a.m., and he was on a tractor. Holy cow! <laughs> they, they, those two, they live it. They eat, they just can't get enough of it, honestly. You bet. Hey, uh, we've got uh, a break coming up. Can you stick around for a second part? Absolutely. All right. Hey, we've been talking with Matt Drury, and, of course, he has a program called... 13. Also, all new coming in July on Outdoor Channel, Critical Mass and Bow Madness. It is returning as well. Now, Mr. Matt, before we get to break, to learn more about you, all of you guys' shows, where you're going to be, sponsors, affiliations, where can we find you online, man? You can always go to DruryOutdoors.com, and uh, from there, you can get to any of our social media outlets, but Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter at Drury Outdoors, and then my, my own personal handles, uh, at MattDrury81. All right, he's the sexy one with the beard. There you Matt go. Drury. All right, gotta get, the beard. You got to get to a break. This has been brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings, Cabela's, and Silencer Shop. We will return with part two right after this with Matt Drury. Don't go anywhere. Mrs. Bunny's Whitetail Fawn Factoid is brought to you by Sticky Holsters. See how they're redefining concealment at stickyholsters.com. Whitetail fawns. By the end of May, 75 to 80% of this year's fawn crop will be on the ground. On average, fawns weigh only six to eight pounds at birth. Newborns can typically stand and nurse within 30 minutes minutes and are capable of walking within a few hours, but spend about 90% of their time bedded for the first few weeks of their lives. Fawns select their own bedding location away from their mother with the doe usually within 100 yards of the fawn. If you stumble upon fawns this spring, take a hands-off approach. Rest assured, mom isn't far away and she'll take care of it as soon as you leave. The revolution with Jim and Trav will return after these important messages. In the meantime, you could watch YouTube videos of Travis eating hot dogs or check out Jim and Trav for some outdoor awesomeness. I pack almost everything I own into one of those boats. This is Major League Fishing. Kind of like opening a Christmas present. You just wait for the surprise. 24 anglers. Not always how you start, how you finish. One challenge select champion. Let's go! Major League Fishing Geico Selects. Saturday at 2 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Chardonnay finishing sauce is one of the many tasty treats that awaits you at High Mountain Seasonings. Order your jerky and sausage kits, snack and sticks, marinades, rubs and shakers, and more by going to HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Right now, watch thousands of the best outdoor TV shows with My Outdoor TV. This is how we do it. It's real people, real adrenaline. The new app that lets you stream from the world's largest library of exclusive outdoor content. Y'all want more? I'm going to give you more. You can even download. It's adventure to go. That's what I'm talking about. Powered by the leaders. Built on the experience of legends. Start your free trial today. Download the My Outdoor TV app right now. Whitetail management and spring habitat strategies are the talking points on today's revolution with Jim and Trav. Now let's rejoin the boys and Matt Drury, co-host of Drury's 13 and Critical Mass, coming soon to Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by Cinch Jeans, the official clothing brand of the revolution with Jim and Trav. Visit them online at cinchjeans.com. This is part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking whitetail management on this week's show, and of course, springtime habitat strategies. Yep. But who, who, who's, who, who's our guest coming up in this part two? I'm so glad you asked, Jimbo. Marjorie, 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 Marjorie. Yeah. Who is it? 
I think it's Matt Drury. <laughs> I swear you just have me join again. This is part two, Matt Drury. He's the co-host. Drury's 13, all new season's going to be kicking off in July of Drury's 13 plus Bo Madness. But uh, the all new show alongside Miss Taylor Drury, Matt and Taylor are the co-hosts of Critical Mass. You got to check it out uh, on Outdoor Channel coming the 1st of July. Um, now, once again, talking about Food Plus, Matt, um, they truly are, as you know, man, they're frustrating. They take a lot of time, and everybody wants that instant gratification. They think, I'm going to put in a food plot. I'm going to harvest this big old buck. 185 fiber. It's just not going to happen like that, man. As you know, it takes years of dedication, years of hard work, years of frustration. Trial and tribulation. Yeah, and food plots truly are a consuming endeavor. I mean, they are money pits, aren't they? You know, I got a real hard lesson in it last year, so I've been on a lease that uh, probably, I don't know, three years now. Yeah. And last year, I finally felt like I figured out, all right, these deer, I know where they're going. I know where they're moving. It was time to kind of hone in. And, and really, I had a couple of food plots already planted, but I had an area where it was like a staging area where they always came out of the timber and they kind of went through this little field and, and traveled over to the neighbors. I felt like, all right, we need to put a food plot here. And so we did all the work. We dissed it up because it was never had been planted a food plot there. So it, it required some work. It required soil testing and all that stuff. Needed a little bit of line. And so we did all the work. We got everything in, and it rained. This is the end of the summer, and it rained like two days after. And I thought, hey, man, this is great. It's Perfect, all yeah. Good. It didn't rain again for I think it was like four or five weeks. Oh, wow. And my food plot looked like <laughs> – I mean, it looked like a baseball diamond. <laughs> I mean, it was really pathetic. I mean, I felt like, you know, they said apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I felt like I was an orange. <laughs> so, I didn't know what what I was doing wrong. I didn't get any rain. And, and you know, and I just nothing you can do about it when you don't get the moisture you need. So, uh, but the interesting thing was, even though it didn't grow up like what Mark and Terry's food plots do, and it looked, you know, didn't look great. I'll be honest, the deer just hammered it. I had more deer last year on this piece of property than I ever did before. And I knew it was because I was sucking deer in from neighboring properties. And it wasn't a big, lush biologic food plot. And it was just sporadic. It just a little bit here, a little bit there. But it was enough to get them to come in. You bet. Hey, uh, now we're coming to a critical mass in this interview. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Look at you that. like that, huh? And so tell us about your critical mass. Yeah, so, you know, we, we had an opportunity to team up with Mossy Oak for a new TV show uh, on the Outdoor Channel. And with any Drury Outdoor show, it's always going to be informative. So we got some new Drury Outdoors team members that we kind of handpicked, uh, kind of drafted, so to speak. Yeah. Some younger people, some women. With this show, we feel like the format is very entertaining. If you're a, a new hunter, you can still learn new tips, new tactics. But if you're somebody on the fence about hunting in general, I feel like this is going to leave a very good taste in your mouth. And you're going to be like, you know what? This seems fun. These people are having a good time. Let's try it out. Let's get involved. So we teamed up with a company called Archery Tag mm-hmm. out of Indiana. And it's um, basically it's like um, paintball with nerf tipped archery. Uh, <laughs> really? Arrows. Yeah. So we teamed up with them. We created a course, a skills course, and so you you follow along with these twelve different hunters, men, women, uh, all ages from twenty one to fifty seven, I believe. And so they went out and produced their hunting seasons last fall. 
they came in. We had all their content edited. They had to choose two hunts to represent their whole season, okay? Mm -hmm. And then from there, uh, every week in episode one, there's a contest with this archery tag that kind of establishes what order the everybody season airs in. So if you got hit first, think of it like dodgeball. You know, if you, <laughs> if you got out first, you're going to be the first one up, episode one, you know, and so on and so forth. So then from there, episode one, we started showing the first person's two hunts, okay? And every episode, there's a challenger and a defender. So in episode two, the guy from episode one is now the defender, all right? He has to defend the position as to why he should continue to move on and reach critical mass and reach the end of 13 episodes and win the entire thing. It's a reality show. Oh, wow. And, um, and so we're, we're going to see what Taylor and I are made of, if we can uh, <laughs> take the ball and, and carry it across the goal line. But um, the, the, the one thing that you'll, I think uh, it was very important for us to make sure people don't think that Taylor and I are coming at you from a position of, uh, you know, we're these expert hunters. We're not. We're hosts in this. This is we are hosts, yeah. and we're bringing an entertainment value because uh, we're over on thirteen with Mark and Terry still learning every, soaking up every bit of knowledge that they got. Yeah. Now, uh, once again, uh, being joined by Mr. Matt Drury of uh, Drury's Thirteen, also all new, kicking off in July, Critical Mass, and plus Bo Matt is coming back to Outdoor Channel third now, quarter. Now, dude, to learn more about you, Critical Mass, and uh, Miss Taylor, where can we head to online? to read up about this, perhaps watch some promos, stuff like that about Critical Mass. Yeah, so right now you, know, you can go to juryoutdoors.com and there under the television section there, there is a spot where you can click on uh, Critical Mass banner and, and get a little bit more info, but we're in the process right now of updating it. So uh, there's a little bit of an intro on it, but we're working on a teaser trailer here in the studio now and hope to have something here in the next couple of weeks. But uh, So just a little bit of info out there at the moment, but you'll be able to see all the cast members and, and start to get an idea of uh, what we're putting together. It, it, it's going to be a cool show. It'll air 9.30 Central Standard Time uh, on Tuesday nights as it's primetime airing. I think I think there's five different airings all together during the week, so it'll be tough to miss. There you have it. A lot of great stuff coming from Jury Outdoors. That's right. Jury's 13, Critical Mass, and Bob Madness all coming in July uh, to Outdoor Channel. This has been brought to you, though, by Cinch Jeans, the official clothing brand of the Revolution with Jim and Trav. Hop online, view their entire line at cinchjeans.com. Don't go anywhere. There's going to be more whitetail management to come with Mr. Steve Nessel. He is Yamaha's ATV and side-by-side group marketing manager. Now, real quick, Mr. Matt, one more time, social media, all things jury. Where can we find you guys online? Yeah, so you can always go to juryoutdoors.com and get to any of our social channels, but any anytime you want to, just go at juryoutdoors. Uh, and you'll get us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and then uh, me personally, it's at MattDury81. You bet. Hey, we've got Steve Nessel with Yamaha coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Steve Nessel. Yamaha especially is about appropriate, responsible use of these vehicles. We won't really ever go anywhere we don't want to. We won't chase animals. So it's a message we put. One of my big uh, messaging points with RMEF is ride right. You know, and it's not super sexy, but it's super appropriate. And uh, we want to be good partners to outdoors people and, and, and habitat in general. JimandTrav.com. Log in. Stay connected by connecting to us. Check out show archives. Jim's blog. Trav's take. Buy or bust. It's a website that's got like everything. Mrs. Bunny. Expert tips and tactics from our hunting and fishing professionals. Plus a lot of other cool crap I just don't 
don't have time to tell you about. If it's hunter-related or newsworthy, it's on JimandTrav.com. Don't move. The revolution will continue in a few moments. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon. Enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back on the air. Don't forget to check us out online at JimandTrav.com. Yes, 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 yes! Woo! Discussing whitetail management and spring habitat strategies on this week's big broadcast. Now joining the boys is the one and only Steve Nessel. Steve Nessel, he's from Yamaha. Steve Nessel. The best by far. Yamaha's ATV and side-by-side group marketing manager. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaOutdoors.com. Here's Jim and Trav. Hey, we're back. The theme of the show this week is Whitetail Management. Of course, we're talking about spring habitat strategies. Before the break, we had old Matt uh, Drury on. And, uh, gosh, he gave us a lot of great ideas. But uh, he's got some new shows coming out in July. He does. I need to get out and do some stuff. I'm getting fat. <laughs> like when I get to work on some pounds. Yeah, make sure you watch Critical Mass uh, kicking off in July on Outdoor Channel. Plus, Jury's 13 and Bo Maddis, they are returning as well. Speaking of returning, Steve Nessel, he is just now joining us. He is Yamaha's ATV and side-by-side group marketing manager. And this man, Steve Nessel, he makes outdoor access sexy. That's what he does. He's a good-looking man. He's got great legs. He's got great gams. Uh, Steve, how's it going, man? I'm well, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed he yeah. didn't, like, uh, build uh, upon well, that. I did, well, I didn't know where to go with it. It just didn't seem like a, win, a winning situation for me at that point. He's like, I'm just hands-off, fellas. Well, speaking of not knowing where to go with it, um, let's jump right in because this is so cool. Yamaha's Outdoor Access Initiative. Um, and everyone knows you can go anywhere. Let's talk about hunter recruitment for a second. It has been a big plight of outdoorsmen and women for years. Numbers are dropping off on the same side. You guys are noticing that there is less and less access for people to get out and recreate. If they want to go trail riding, they want to hop on their ATVs, their side by sides, bicycles, pogo sticks, whatever. There's just not enough area anymore for them to do that. And you guys are celebrating 10 years of this outdoor access initiative. And you've completed, I think, over 300 projects uh, in grants that have totaled $3.5 million, Mr. Steve. That is awesome. It is. It is pretty cool. And it's uh, when, you, when you summarize it like that, it, it seems like we've been doing some pretty good stuff. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was born 10 years ago. With exactly, you know, for the mission you just stated, really to ensure there'd be access for people to get out and recreate. It started, you know, uh, probably a lesser known fact these days is mostly just an OHV or off-highway vehicle deal, but relatively early on, we it's a bigger problem. Keywords access in general, right? Just access, access, access. And 
we want to play nice with anybody that wants to get out, period. If you can only take your, you know, let's take elk hunting, for example. You only take your vehicle up a fire road, but your truck can't get there. You still need, a, you know, a motorized transportation, and you got to jump off it and walk the rest of the way. Absolutely. As long as all that stuff's available, we need to insure. So we've we've supported Ride Right with RMEF. Um, we've supported some of the NWT. A lot of conservation stuff comes out of this, and, and even National Hunting and Fishing Day for the purpose of keeping, you know, hunting heritage and traditions alive is something that we've partnered with. And and we do that partially through the access initiative and partially just through some marketing money and efforts. So, but the program itself, it's going strong. We're 10 years in, we're celebrating 10 years. We felt like it was time to kind of, I don't want to say toot our own horn, but to, to tell people what's been going on and, and to encourage people to kind of rally. And if there's something that they, we can help them with, if nothing else, use 10 years as an invitation to, to keep it going. Yeah. That man you're listening to and we're hanging out with is Mr. Steve Nestle. He is Yamaha's ATV and side-by-side group marketing manager. Now let's talk, you, you referenced just a little bit ago, Mr. Steve, uh, National Hunting and Fishing Day. You guys have, I, I think last year you gave away a Kodiak 450. So cool. This year you're blowing it out of the water, man, and you're actually giving away. People could sign up to win a Wolverine X4. Is that correct? It is. My budget's taking a bigger hit this year for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Wolverine X4 in support of National Hunting Fishing. I think we're, I oh mean, I should know this, but I, off the top of my head, we're, I think five, at least five, maybe six or seven years with doing this program with National Hunting and Fishing Day. And oh, wow. We're also helping support, not to build a bridge back to the Access Initiative, we're supporting some grants to some of the uh, individual events throughout the country as well to help bolster those, give some people some infrastructure and some support and resources for building up uh, events in their local communities. And it's just a cool deal. And it's something that us, along with a lot of, uh, you know, of the, the heavier hitting outdoor industry people are, are been supportive for a long time. And it, it just makes sense. Yeah. And, and please, folks, go to jimmytrap.com. Tell us what you think, man. Uh, let Steve know what you think of the Wolverine X4, the Yamaha Outdoor Access Initiative, everything they're doing. Leave us your feedback, jimmytrap.com. Mr. Steve, man, you were so awesome. God bless you thanks for coming on buddy i appreciate you guys even with the hug comment this is the revolution with jim and trav why are they like a boy band connect with the boys on social media and always at jimandtrav.com stay tuned the revolution will continue next Introducing the ultimate midsize utility ATV, the all-new Yamaha Kodiak 450. The Kodiak 450 offers class-leading comfort and proven off-road capability with its durable Ultramatic automatic transmission, on-command four-wheel drive, plus optional electric power steering. Starting at just $59.99, see the new Kodiak 450 today at YamahaMotorsports.com. MSRP subject to change. ATVs are recommended for use only by riders age 16 and older. Yamaha recommends an approved training course. See your dealer or call 1-800-887-2887. ATVs can be hazardous to operate never fear the beards are here now every weeknight at a new time six eastern that's a 40 years louisiana's first family you're gonna have so much fun living the american dream being a wealthy redneck does have its advantages a full hour of duck dynasty now weeknights at six mission accomplished outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our high mountain seasonings jerky kits snack and sticks buckboard bacon finishing sauces rubs and shakers marinades and more go to himtnjerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today the Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. 
Jim's gym. With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak. I do have new shorts. <laughs> well, I got Hollywood legs. But- I, I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors, Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the grandpappy of the outdoors. We are done through, completed, over, finished. So get out of here, so go. Come on, let's just get it over with. We can get on with the rest of our lives. That's a wrap on The Revolution with Jim and Trav this week. Remember, stay in touch with the boys 24-7, 365 at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great and fun show it was this week. We had old Matt Drury on with Drury Outdoors. Fabulous oh. two-parter. Yeah, and uh, Gordon Whittington with uh, North American Whitetail Magazine. And then last but not least, and certainly the best, that would be Steve Nessel with Yamaha. I guess the second last but truly least was you, buddy. <laughs> it always is. Talking Kyle. I'm always playing second fiddle. Oh my God, what was her face? No one even <laughs> cares. No, Always about- the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> That's right. So we were talking Whitetail Management. This was a fun show. Yeah, and we want to thank our 550 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, producer Mark Maneri, and Frank the Sound Guy. That's right. And get outdoors this weekend and take some kiddos with you. I know that we always say it, but here's the deal. If we don't teach our children about wildlife, about management, about conservation, They'll never take an interest and actually care about it. Uh, So take the time, instruct them, but make it fun. Don't, like, hammer it into their heads. Don't yell at them like I do, Jimbo. Jimbo, stop! Don't do that kind of (laughs) stuff. Make it fun, recreate outdoors, and make it a family activity. And invite as many people as you can. All right, so we do have to get to a break. Mrs. Bunny, last word. See you guys later. Yeah, hey, make it an annual tradition to buy them a fishing license every year. That could get them started, even though you may not fish. That's a good point. All right, anyways, uh, we got to go, folks, on that note. We love you. You know what? God bless you. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in and for hopping on every single week to JimandTrav.com and leaving us your feedback. It means so much to us. We greatly appreciate it. All right. We love you, boys and girls, so much. Again, God bless you. Peace out, America. You're awesome.